Hello and welcome to the Outdoor Gibbon episode 9. Finally managed to tie Empire cartridges down. Um, obviously both being quite busy and um, with obvious technical difficulties. The recording was started this morning and we, we got quite a lot of information down. Halfway through, I think he had to take a delivery or fill up the forklift. So there might be a bit of a break and a bit of a continuity issue, but hopefully that shouldn't be noticeable throughout the podcast. But we covered a few good points and um, yeah, let's uh, get this podcast started. Hello and welcome to the Outdoor Given podcast. Today, finally, we've managed to catch up with Andrew, the owner of Empire Cartridges. Uh, it's been a bit difficult because obviously he's a busy boy and uh, lots of things going on and we've had a few te- technical difficulties along the way. Anyway, uh, let's get started. And Andrew, can you give us sort of a bit of background about yourself and how you brought a cartridge company to life? So um, I was originally a product design engineer um, and the, the cartridges were started. It's really me and my father who started the business. Um, it was a project we sort of thought about back in, well, I've been thinking about it since maybe 2010, but I only really got around to bringing it to life and sort of starting the process in 2017. Um, okay, so it's, been, it's from, kind of sat in the pipeline for quite some time then? Yeah, it's been something that's been always talked about and on the cards for probably, you know, like I say, probably since like 20, 2009, 2010, um, on the basis that it's, you know, there's a lot of, scope within cartridges and it was getting very complicated and um, the, the actual manufacturing of them is um, it, it's a relative, once you get past the the sort of marketing side of things, shopping cartridges is a relatively simple product and um, so we felt like a streamlining of what was available there was a space in the market for something that was just almost like a no-nonsense brand of it's a this is a cartridge this is the way this is what it does um and that's sort of where we're positioning ourselves with it so um fortunately the the barriers to setting up a shopping cartridge company are the fact you need to be uh regulated by the health and safety executive and they regulate all the ex because you're basically manufacturing explosive so to meet all their regulations you need quite a specific site to operate from is that just because of like having to store powder and uh, etc etc yeah so all your buildings have to be a certain distance apart um and then you've got to get all the licenses for storing it and importing it and that's really your main barrier to setting up a cartridge company um the machinery the components are all pretty readily available it's just a case of investment um but if you can't find the site um and you would have to find the site before applying for the license so if you don't already own the site um you probably it's a bigger investment up front to not potentially not even be able to start the company so i'm, I'm assuming you you had a had a site or you knew of somewhere that was um that yeah, was ideal had, for we already had a site that we thought pro- would possibly work so basically the first step in the journey was we'll see if we can get the license to do it and that was probably the first 18 so, so after the home loading and all that kind of stuff and messing around and doing that kind of you know and the getting into it and thinking yeah we could probably do this commercially the, the second stage is right can we 
can we get the license to operate and, and set the company up? Um, and that probably took 18 months, I reckon, to get from application to um, getting the license and what, and what they call a fixed rules license. So the HSC have a set of um, criteria. And if you can comply with those criteria, it's a relatively simple application process. If you can't, then you have to start paying them to come up with methods for you to comply, which is oh, okay. a very expensive, which is a very expensive process, which is how a lot of the existing manufacturers will be operating because they've got like their legacy sites and things like that. So they'll have to probably do more in the way of infrastructure to make sure that they are complying with the requirements of the HSE. So that, that kind of brings us on to sort of the second question is like, how, how are you competing against some of the sort of the bigger players like Game Boy and Ely and things like that? How, how, where's your standing in the market, do you think? So we're not, in a way, we're not really competition for them. Um, we put, we, obviously, it's a, it's, a, it's a market that isn't growing, so any sales we make come from somebody else. But I would say we are, we get the sales from the people who maybe want to deal on a more personal basis with the manufacturer and with a company that are a bit more grassroots. So we're a, a cartridge brand for the enthusiast shooter. So for the person who is really into it, um, knows what they want, um, and sort of wants that more personal touch, I would say. That's where we are at the minute. I suppose that's how we came came to deal with you quite a lot. Obviously, buying large bulk cartridges and shipping up to Scotland, it was always a bit of a, can you make a following load, like a 24-gram 5 or something like that? We've got some people that want to shoot that for game. And I, I think yeah. that was it. You were you were very accommodating. And, yeah. Um, which, and which that... to be fair to the big side, they can't be because, you know, the, they've got a much bigger operation. And if every time someone phoned up and said, I want 10,000 24-gram 5s, you can stop the machine, you know, it'd be... An, an absolute nightmare for them. Hours. Yeah, I know. Uh, I can. Yeah. Ima- I can. Under- I can imagine that. But how's how's your standing? Do you reckon sort of in in the market? Do you think you've got um, a good customer base now that's that's pushing you forward? I think so. Yeah, and I think we've got a, a you know a reasonably good reputation out there, and um, we're not challenging anyone yet. But it's a it's a long road. We've only been at it for probably three years. Proper, you know, in a big way, you know, proper commercially and. Two of those have been um, not the best for selling things, I would say. And I was going to say that that crazy. That brings me on to sort of that was the, the the next sort of question. How is the business going? Obviously, you say three years, and two of those are bang smack in the middle of um, the, the the pandemic, which which kind of put a, a, a halt to uh, to most shooting and uh, and ga- game sports and and things like that. So. Yeah, yeah. How, how are you coping with, with that sort of um, situation? We just, we're, it's, for us, it's not, a big, it's, it's not a big deal to upscale and downscale. You know, if, if demand goes down, we just reduce the production. If it goes up, we increase the production because we've not got loads of staff and it's as automated as it can be. Uh, yeah, you obviously post a lot of pictures on social media of your automation and, and packaging yeah. machines and stuff like that. So is that something that you've had a hand in, in customising and designing? Yeah, so we've built... All that ourselves, the pack, the uh, packaging side of things, and having a lot to do with that because really, because the the commercial solutions available are very expensive and not really geared up for what we're trying to do, and don't do not not automated enough. Um, and what I don't want to be doing is paying people minimum wage to pack shotgun cartridges. It's not really where we want to be. We don't want to be employing people on minimum wage. We want to employ people on 
good money for doing valuable tasks. Yes, um, no, absolutely. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's better to have a or machine. Or not employ anybody. So it's better to in, either automate it or employ someone to do something good. You know, um, it's adding a lot of value. You can pay them a good amount of money rather than sort of a minimum wage job, which, you know, it's not where we want to be. That, that sounds we do a lot be. of automation. That sounds good. So the, I suppose the burning question, obviously, we, we've got a cartridge company. You, you've started up three years ago. You've gone through the pandemic. Uh, and then um, the, 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 the world press kind of announced that there's a potential lead ban on the way. Um, obviously, most of Empire cartridges that we see on the market at the moment are, are all lead based. Um, you have started doing something with copper. Um, but, uh, yeah, where, where's the future for Empire going with, with this lead ban in, looming? So for us, the plan is probably by the middle of next year we'll be wholly a steel shotgun or non-toxic manufacturer. So we'll have probably phased out lead. Mostly, if maybe we'll probably be doing it for continuing for a few clay cartridges, maybe some very specialist game loads for people who really want them and are willing to pay the premium. But by and large, it will be a predominantly steel based market and i say that because from the clay side of things got it's not out it's not out there to buy yet we've got a clay steel load that is um you know a good load and it's very and it'll be very it's a very competitive thing price wise for the clay shooters because obviously the price of clay cartridges is getting very expensive so yeah, it used to be quite, you could go and do clays and it was quite cheap. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, by the time you've got the clays and a box of cartridges, suddenly the price is, um, yeah, it's, it's not, not as cheap as it used to be as a, as a weekend sport, was it? Yeah, so we can do like a plastic wooded clay, uh, clay cartridge with steel format, you know, not half the price of the lead cartridge, but probably 30 or 40% less. That uh, sounds good. So you, you get a lot, you're going to get a lot more people wanting to come and buy a cartridge from you guys rather than going and getting sort of the, the main dealers who are, are selling quite expensive cartridges. So that that's a good business opportunity really, isn't it? Yeah, and and, and once we've, and we've got a biodegradable wad in production at the minute and if we can do it with the bio and so because the other part of this is we're trying to we'll try and switch to pretty much wholly biodegradable wad so there'll be a steel clay cartridge with a biodegradable plastic wad and then there'll be the game cartridges with the biodegradable plastic wads. Yeah, because at the moment yeah. your your lead cartridges are, 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 are all fibre, but you have yeah. got some biodegradable gas seals in there. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because you obviously yeah. get we we always get asked questions about these little plastic discs, and it's like no, they're they're a compostable a compostable gas seal, aren't they? Yeah, and and the material we're using it's not a industrial compostable material like some of the things that have been out there on the market and take quite a long time to degrade. It's a TUV certified soil compostable, so it it is guaranteed certified, tested, but it will compost in soil. So it's not going to disappear in two or three weeks. You know that's it's not going to happen, but it is going to go within six weeks to six months, depending on the environment. And by next season, it will have disappeared um, into the ground. And you can, and even on top of the ground, you can see them. They start to break down, and you can tear them apart. So it's a, it is something that is definitely it's as good as the fibre wad in terms of degra- you know degradation times. Yeah, so at least at least we can say to 
keepers and things like that that see them on the ground and don't worry about it 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 is actually compostable it will break down because i think that's the biggest thing i think we had a load of cartridges and then i had people asking questions about these little plastic discs and it's like i think i was pinging you messages just on the shoot day going are they biodegradable and you're like yeah no they, they do break down everything's fine there don't worry don't get you don't bother putting it in a cup of water because it will just stay there for a long time they do they do degrade in water as long as there's like bacteria in there so it will go but if you put it in a cup of you know sterile tap water it'll stay there forever it'll just sit sit there quite happily yeah because it's designed to be stable in wet conditions so it's not going to be something that if it gets damp it's going to start to degrade in the case or if you keep in a moist environment it's not going to degrade in the case uh, okay, yeah, yeah, because that was obviously always a, a problem with old paper cartridges, wasn't it? If you got them damp, that was it. They were they were pretty much done. They didn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the water soluble wads, you know, that's the problem. We tried some water soluble wads and found that it, the material when we loaded it, it was just, it was too unstable for us to load consistently and put out a stable product. When you say a water soluble wad, is that like a plastic wad that is um, is designed to break down when it when it gets wet? Yeah, so one you would you could drop it in a cup of water and it would you know dissolve into mush. Um, I think there's been there have been problems, haven't there, with other other uh, cartridge manufacturers with these where they've kind of got damp and they turn into like a solid block and everything gets stuck together and it's almost like shooting a slug at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, there's been a few. It, you know, it's not a a, a new thing a water soluble what it's been around for probably 10 years if not more, longer and it's always that's always been the issue with a pva based wad that right trying to make trying to make sure it remains stable throughout the lifetime of the cartridge um, is is a challenge because obviously you could have a cartridge and load it today and it would still fire in 10 years from now yes they're not yeah. they're not a product that has a shelf life really um the powder they might not be quite as fast but on the whole you aren't going to know the difference as a shooter in my opinion no no no, no absolutely you, you, and, and, you know really really you know it's better than loaded so they're pretty new but you could if you have a slab of cartridge that's 10 years 20 years old it's still going to do the job for you well looking at some of the shooters that uh, that i spend time with they've got cartridges that date back to the 60s that they pull out occasionally on shoot days and stuff like that so yeah we're 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 looking at cartridges that have been kicking around for a long long time but they still go bang at the end of the day and things still fall out the air but uh i suppose it's just yeah it's it's having that cartridge that you at least put it in your in your shotgun and you pull the trigger and it does go bang rather than does nothing yeah um or worst so that, of all blows the gun up well, the, yeah, exactly. There is that always is, is a is a major concern, isn't it? At the end of the day, um, yeah. so sort of taking on that going forward, it's like you were talking about these biodegradable wads. So, is that something that you as a company have looked into manufacturing, or are you looking to just buy them in from somewhere? So, we're partnered with a injection molding company who we've done the development work with. Um, and we've got a patent on molding the material, so it's a it's a material that can be molded into other things. So it's kind of a partnership in as much as we're going to make wads, and then it'll grow into other products. We will probably end up doing the wad manufacturing here on the site, um, right. by our cartridges. Uh, once we get the tooling all sorted out, we'll bring it to here, and then they can carry on making all the other products that they make. Um, but it is something that is unique to us um, as a manufacturer. We've done the development work with Molding Company. 
So th- this is kind of going to put Empire that's slightly one step ahead potentially of all your all your competitors out there. Well, at least put us on par with the ones who've got their own um, wad, to be honest. And then we can sort of move into other you know other gauges and other sizes then as well. Okay, yeah, because obviously that that was a, a, a sort of another thing that I think we get a lot of questions um, whenever we're trying to put orders together. People wanting to know whether or not you're going to make anything other than sort of twelve ball cartridges. Yeah, we are. It's the plan, and also the wads are probably the, the wad company will be possibly a separate entity, so that people will be able to buy those um, separate to Empire cartridges. So although it's proprietary to us, we are going to sell them. It, it's going to be. In an entity on its own that is going to be a wad manufacturer. Okay, so does that mean like the home loader could come to you and buy a thousand a thousand wads or something like that, or is it just exactly? Going to be... Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, they can have a thousand. They can buy them off our, you know the website and and but also if another manufacturer wanted to load them, we'll sell them to them as well. So it's not a um, we're not going to keep it and try and make it so you have to to have the wad and the biodegradable element of it. You've got to buy our cartridges. Someone else wants to load them with their powder combination. Um, shot combination, then that's fine as well. That's fantastic. So at least it's another, it's sort of another arm to the business that basically means that if if game shooting does start to slow down a bit, um, and the clay shooting kicks off, and people want to home load again and 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 go down that route, at least you've got something that uh, that keeps you keeps you going, I suppose, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, very good, very good. So, um, I think we've covered well. So you don't you you've got no real panics about sort of the the imminent lead ban. You're well and truly keeping cool and under control moving forward. I take it. Yes, yes. For me, I'm I'm not worried about it. The powders, all the powder we use is um, relatively suitable for a transition to steel. Um, our supplier has you know some more good steel powders. It's get it's easy to get them. They're not they're not ridiculously expensive at the minute. So yeah, I'm pretty happy about it all. Because I think that was that was one thing. Your powder is a is a bit of a, a special mix, isn't it? That uh, it's unlike a lot of other powders out there. It's it's um it's slightly different in the in the Empire cartridges at the moment. So we use double base powder, which is similar. Which most people, other company manufacturers, use single base powder. Um, game balls, the Alliant steel powder. I think that's a double base powder. Um, and a lot of the American powders are double base. Um, but that's the main difference, and it really just takes up less volume in the case. Um, it can be dirtier. That is a, that is the only thing I would say. We just have it is a bit view it as a more not unburnt powder, but powder residue. Unfortunately, Andrew got called away to take a delivery, and we kind of ended the podcast there. But he was just talking about the powder residue in the cartridges and. Anybody that shot the Empire cartridges, especially the lighter loads, will notice that their barrels are slightly dirtier than shooting other cartridges. Again, it's nothing to worry about. It's uh, just a bit of sort of powder residue up the barrels. But um, if you like clean clean barrels after you've shot a load of cartridges, obviously um, it's a bit of a shock when you look down your barrels and notice there um, there's a sort of flakes of black and things like that in them but it doesn't have any ill effect on the actual shooting and the cartridges work really well i think we tried to get andrew back but unfortunately um he was either taking a delivery or just work kicked in and that was that so we'll try and catch up with him at some other point and 
have another chat with with empire but we did cover quite a few things there we obviously covered the uh, the future of the cartridges how they're moving away to completely steel and hopefully we will see their new wad hit the market which will be quite interesting because obviously anybody that's out there that does their own loading of shotgun cartridges will get the opportunity to buy a biodegradable wad from a locally uk manufactured company well that was the interview with empire cartridges sorry it was cut short but uh, andrew obviously got called away to to do other things if there's any questions or anybody has anything they want to ask either pop onto the empire cartridges social media pages and fire away go and have a look at their cartridges they are very reasonably priced and actually they're they are coming in cheaper than some of the the leading manufacturers you can buy a slab uh, 250 cartridges or you can buy by the thousand uh, up to whatever your limit wants to be again they will always do a good price and the more you buy the the better the price gets so it's certainly worth having a look at uh, if you've got a syndicate or you have a group of mates that want to shoot uh, a nice nice cartridge i would strongly recommend having a look at the empire ones thanks for listening again and we will catch you in the near future with another podcast